Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I am your host Sawyer as always and today we are finishing up our mystery indie sci-fi theme with the 2014 movie The Signal. Which, like last week, is very uh, Twilight Zone-esque. Maybe a little bit closer to Black Mirror this time than Twilight Zone because there is a little bit more tech involved. But, uh, yeah, and once again, this is like a mystery movie, so I'm going to try to be a little bit veiled, but I'll give you the hook. Basically, it's these three friends, Nick, Haley, and Jonah. Nick and Haley are a unit. They've been dating, obviously, since like high school or something, and then Jonah is like their collective best friend, so they're kind of like a three-wheeled unit. And they are taking Haley to California because they were MIT students, but now she's going to some other college, and that's causing a little bit of a riff between Nick and Haley, and then also... Uh, just happens that Nick has some kind of muscular dystrophy, like some degenerative uh, disease because he's got to wear the kind of uh, little, what do you call those? They're kind of like crutches that uh, someone with cerebral palsy would wear. Um, so he's dealing with that. And then, of course, he feels like, I mean, there's some drama here because he feels like he's bringing her down. And so he tries to like break up with her while they're on the trip. And then that doesn't go well anyway. That's just kind of some background drama, which I do appreciate that they bring about because it does help later um, kind of develop the relationship between Nick and Haley so that the, the moments, the intense moments can feel a little bit more real. But anyway, the hook of the movie is that, that Nick and Jonah, since they're like these MIT hackers, they came across this person with the code name of Nomad. And that person has been kind of hacking into MIT and then hacking and then now personally kind of attacking them um, as they go on this road trip. Because, of course, they got their laptops and they're always checking their codes. And, you know, it's very like, you know, hackers kind of vibe. And at some point they isolate the location of Nomad. And apparently it's only just a couple hundred miles from where they are in like Nevada or something like that. Some one of the western states. And so they decide to take a little bit of a detour so that they can go and nail this guy you know they're gonna they're gonna like find out who it is and they're gonna what i don't know storm his house and say bro we know who you are i don't know uh they don't really have much of a plan but they do think that it would be a good idea to go to this guy's house and confront him basically so they take this detour when they get there um it's it's like in this remote area in the middle of the desert there's like this house that's been completely trashed it looks like it's been abandoned for like 20 years and but they decide like we've come this this far let's go for it and so nick and jonah Haley stays in the car and nick and jonah go inside and it almost feels like a little bit of a uh, found footage film because i think they actually have like their cell phones out or they have some camcorder or something as they come in and there's a little bit of tension with that because it's obviously anything within that kind of first person perspective is a little uh tense when you don't know what's going to be around the corner um and basically uh some wiggity stuff happens when they're like in well, by the time they get into the basement they start they hear Haley scream and then when they come outside they can't find her and all of a sudden they turn over and they see her in the middle of the field of a field next to the house and she just is like floating and then she just looks like she's falling up into the sky and then blackout and that's the hook of the film because the next moment Nick wakes up in a science facility and he's really confused and he doesn't know what's going on. 
And the movie goes from there. He meets Lawrence Fishburne, who's kind of like, it's like working in this like government facility or something. And he's trying to say that uh, Nick was, and Haley and Jonah, all three of them were in contact with extraterrestrials. And so they need to just get some information, but he's also being really vague. So it's like, there's something else going on, what's happening. And then the movie kind of reveals itself from there. That's the hook. I don't want to reveal anything else. Definitely a mystery movie, as in the whole movie you're going to be going, wait, what? What's happening? Like, oh, and then every time you learn something else, there's something bigger going on. And that's where like the kind of almost like Twilight Zone, like uh, Black Mirror kind of part comes in because it's it's always kind of kind of keep you guessing till the end. So, yeah, I really liked this movie. We'll just say out of the gate, I'm going to give it like a seven out of ten. Um, I don't think it was as like impactful or as good as say uh, coherence or um, spring of this the other films of this theme but it definitely is still really quality to me um, Allie watched it with me and she did not agree as much I think she's gonna go more for a six out of ten I think mostly just because the ending which I can't talk about of course may uh leave some to be desired possibly but i think it just depends on who you are uh it does get a little crazy by the end and um and in 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 a technical sense there was a lot of use of slow-mo at the end in a way that i just didn't really like i think it kind of made the plot lag a little bit like the climax i guess maybe not the plot but the climax of the plot they definitely seemed like they were trying to be maybe like a little bit more mind-blowing than they were not that I don't think that it was a satisfying ending. I think it was pretty satisfying. I mean, where else would you go? Once again, I'm being vague and I apologize, but just watch the movie because it is interesting. I think it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you're into this kind of stuff, like these kind of movies. If you want a nice little, uh, it's basically like a little 90 minute episode at the end of a season of a Black Mirror. It definitely feels that way. And much like Coherence, once again, we are going to go back to the budget. I think I talked about it last week, but the budget for this movie is $4 million. And let me tell you, for a movie that looked as good as it did, once again, $4 million is really, really cheap. I mean, most movies, like, how about this? Uh, if you remember a while back ago, I did House of Wax. That was during my backwoods horror theme, and I really liked it, of course. But it's just like a kind of a teen slasher movie. Uh, with a little bit more of a budget on that movie from 2000 what five what was that yeah 2005 had a 40 million dollar budget so literally 10 times more budget than this movie that came out nine years later you know inflation and all that and somehow it still looks as good as it does i mean it also has lawrence fishburne in it it also has olivia cook in it which um olivia cook isn't like a bunch of stuff now um, she was in a movie I did a written review on called Little Fish, which is like a really sweet and kind of sick movie too. That's also kind of a sci-fi. It was like a pandemic movie before um, the pandemic actually happened and very similar to because everyone's wearing masks and stuff like that. And it literally came out like a year before it was kind of really weird and um, a little prophetic. But anyway, so yeah, Olivia Cook. she's also, I think, in the House of the Dragon show um, that came out. I'm sorry, you know, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I apologize. But yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, it's Sound of Metal. That won a lot of uh, awards. I don't know if she got a nom for that or not. I'm not sure. But anyway, and the director is William Eubank, which I looked up his stuff and uh, he did the, he directed that movie Underwater from 2020, which I still have got that on my list. I kind of want to do like an under... Like, not a just under, like, a water-based horror, because there's tons of that, Jaws and open water and, like, 
so many different like water-based horror movies, but I want to do like a specifically like sub submarine. That's a really bad way to put that, but like like underwater, they're like in an underwater facility at the bottom of the ocean or something. Um, I want to do more movies like that. Like uh, I think uh, James Cameron has like The Abyss. I might do that with that because I haven't seen that. You know, just <clears throat> if I can find three, maybe one more after that, we can do a theme on that. But anyway. My movie Underwater looks interesting. I remember it kind of had middling reviews when it came out. But then I heard later that it's actually a bit of a creature feature, which I do appreciate those. And a little bit maybe even more of like a um, Lovecraftian, like a little like Cthulhu monster at the bottom of the ocean. That sounds really cool. So uh, I might get into that. And um, this movie was really successful for me, The Signal, the one that I'm doing today. And so I feel like maybe William Eubank can... Uh, continue uh to impress um it does have 0.1 less user uh rating than the signal underwater does it's a 5.9 where the signal is a 6.0 but i also think a 6.0 for the signal is a little uh, harsh even though um ali would actually agree with that now that i think about it anyway i'm rambling so having the likes of Lawrence fishburne as the main character like a focal character in the movie is really nice i think it, it elevates this movie from just like a small indie film to something that feels a little bit more um uh triple a i guess you would say or like a class because he's an a-class actor um but then you also have brandon thwaites i think is his name brenton thwaites uh, and I just, I have not seen him in much stuff other than uh, me and Ali watched that Mark uh, Mike Flanagan movie, um, Oculus, which is really a very interesting film. Uh, similarly kind of uh, mind-blowing, I guess, or like mind-warping, um, just more in like a uh, supernatural way than this movie is in like a technological way. Um, but anyway, yeah, and he was also, like, he was also in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He played uh, w William Turner's son, Henry Turner, but I didn't see that one. So I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, but at the same time, I feel like he was, he did a really good job in both uh, this movie, The Signal, and in Oculus. So I'll have to check him out. I see that he played uh, plays Dick Grayson in the Titans show, which I never watched that, but I do love Dick Grayson. So anyway, um, yeah, just a little breakdown of the people. I think that the reason why I'm bringing this up is because um, these actors did a really good job and I feel like that elevated the quality of the movie um, even though it was a $4 million budget. Um, and then a lot of the movie, like the center central section of the movie takes place in what looks like a pretty outdated science facility and I think that helps with the budget as well because they can kind of just use like an old school or something and, and kind of turn it into um, a science facility and that really helps with some of the budget restrictions this is also very much like an indie drama movie uh where they have a lot of like really uh, what do you how would you call it like close-up like sentimental shots of um past uh memories with nick and Haley. they're trying to boost that romance or, or develop those characters through um, memories that they have like there's one where they go at the carnival and it's all very sweet and the kind of slow-mo you know no sound just kind of like with like nice like aerated music in the back you know wah, wah. yeah that's a perfect uh, example of what it sounds like uh, but the score was really good actually now that I think about it that 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 helped um, boost this a little bit because uh, it does create this kind of almost um, nostalgic tone when you're looking back on your life um, and it also tells like this, like the intro, the entire like first like 
maybe like three minutes of the movie is isn't there's no audio it's just told visually and you have like nick like running um down a like a trail and he goes to the water and he can't pass this like flooded over uh road from like a river that was over flooded and then you're like well why is this important and then you realize that he's like a runner like he's running because he like he is like a fa- like he was really good at cross country running or something like that and now you find out that he has ALS or something like that. So, yeah, they they kind of try to tell the story visually a lot um through flashbacks and stuff and that definitely has this kind of like indie drama vibe um that I think mostly works. I think Ali pointed out uh in a funny way that they keep coming back to Nick and Haley's like memory of them at a carnival. And she's like, y'all not have any other memories together? Like, what what kind of development is that? It's just like this one night that they spent together. And because uh, they're supposed to have this relationship that's been going on for years. And I definitely understand that. But I do, once again, think that it comes down to the budget restrictions. But that was a kind of a funny comment from Allie. Because they did just really harp on that one time that they spent in the carnival. Uh, but anyway... I thought that it was uh, effectively made, uh, and and because it's a, a mystery, and the mystery in this one is particularly, like, I really can't say much about it because I don't want to reveal what's going on. Um, I don't really have much more to say other than it was um, really well made for the budget. The actors did a really good job. Love having Lawrence Fishburne in there. Oh, there's also that uh, lady from uh, the, not Sinister, but the Insidious movies, Lynn Shay. Uh, she is so creepy, man. So creepy. And also there is some kind of uh, Mike Flanagan stuff going on here. It just feels like it because it has uh, Robert Longstreet in it as well, who is a guy who's in all the Mike Flanniverse movies now. I mean, shows and stuff like he's in um, all of them. I mean, Hill House and um, Follow Usher. I mean, uh, what was the other one? Midnight Mass. He's in all those. And then also, of course, uh, Nick, the main character, Brenton Thwaites, was in Oculus, and Oculus is uh, directed by Mike Flanagan. So, a little weird synchronicity there. I'm not sure if it was on purpose or not, but you know, there's always stuff, production stuff going on in the background that you don't realize. Anyway, so that's it for mystery, drama, sci-fi, indie, sci-fi. This was kind of a, a developing theme as I was doing it. Really, it could almost be said to be like a Twilight Zone vibe theme even though the first one didn't quite fit that, but the the, the second two definitely did. Um, but I really enjoyed doing this. Uh, these are fun movies, man. I, I really enjoyed seeing um, what low-budget movies can do, and nothing went lower than a 7 out of 10. So I would recommend all three of these movies, um, and you can't always say that for the themes that I do. Uh, so yeah, this, this was a fun theme. I might do another one similar to it in the future. I mean, I already did one kind of with the time thrillers, so we'll keep it going. This seems to be a bit of a subgenre that I really enjoy and we'll just have to see if I can find some more movies that fit the bill, so to speak. Anyway, that's it for this week. Next week, we are starting a new theme of modern murder mysteries. So think like Agatha Christie style whodunits, but with uh, uh, done within, I think all the movies that I'm reviewing are within last year, so 2022. So I just noticed that there was like a few um, kind of whodunit or like mystery, kind of like almost like one room or one location murder mystery kind of stuff going on. 
Um, there's a few movies like that. And um, so, yeah, next week we're going to start it off with the uh, very modern Bodies, 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 which is kind of like the Gen Z Agatha Christie movie, which is very interesting. Um, I have already seen it, so I'll hold my thoughts, but very interesting movie. We will get into that next week. I'm very excited uh, to get into that because I thought it was a it was a movie worth discussing. But that's it for me this week. I hope you guys have a good week, and I will see you next Friday.